For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Welcome back in our number two of the program here on Tuesday morning. And by the way, I want to say thank you to everybody that came out and supported the folks walking and running in the Nicole Podkawa 5K on Sunday. Um, I was very happy to complete it. I mean, listen, I know for a lot of people, a 5K is no big deal. But for me and just kind of getting started out in all of this, um, I walked it. I walked the whole course. I finished it in just a little over an hour. And, you know, considering I was taking videos and photos and everything for, for WBSM social media at the same time, I wasn't really disappointed with that. If I get on the treadmill, I'm doing a 17 to 20 minute mile. That's where I'm at right now. And so, yeah, that seemed like a pretty good pace for me. And, and I'll get better at it. And maybe next year when I go and take part in it again, maybe I can uh, pick up the pace a little bit more. But I probably won't be doing social media things at the same time. I'll just have one of our street teamers do all that. You can follow along with me and take all the photos and videos. But it's walking and looking at a phone at the same time, not really something that's in my wheelhouse. 508-996-0500. Let's go back to the phones. Good morning. You are next on WBSM. Hey, good morning, Tim. How you doing? Not bad. Um, you know, as far as uh, the, the, these migrants um, and the, the people that advocate for for the migrants or advo- or the, on the other side also people that advocated for for our local homeless whatever they are whether they're veterans or not mm-hmm. they're our local homeless um, I don't think that they ever in a million years thought that there was even the most remote chance that they could have pushed our politicians to to convince the local hotels to accept our homeless and pay for it. Well, so the, the hotels are paying for it. It's a, you got to convince. No, 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 not the holes. No, I'm sorry, not the hotels. I'm saying our they're, they're being supplemented, you know, through the government. I'm sure the hotels would have loved to have had people come in in the wintertime when it's low, if somebody else was footing, when uh, occupancy is low, if somebody else put in the bill. Right, 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 right. I'm not talking about the hotels. I'm saying that 
there's a lot of people that work really hard at trying to help our homeless. They feed them. They run, they run food pantries. They, they're passionate about it. If they thought there was even a remote chance that they could have got, gotten these people into, you know, vacancies and had it paid for by the government, I am certain that they would have done that because they pulled out all the other stops. You know, and I, to hear people advocate as powerfully as they are for, for, um, for, for the migrants, I just I, I wonder where all these people were when it was just our poor homeless. Well, do you, do you think do you think that this might set a precedent now of you know let's just I say and know. I know I know it's not anything in the, that's in the uh, you know coming up on the horizon anytime soon but let's just say that this crisis this this migrant crisis is over do you think that this kind of then opens the door to say okay well now let's do the same thing for the homeless and, and to get the state government to to follow suit with that I don't know I really don't um, and, and you know and and, and, and the, 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 the the migrant situation that we have, I mean, even, even if, even if I don't know, 10% of them have legal asylum claims, what do we do with all the rest of them? Like, what, what happens to the people that, that are found not to have legal asylum? Well, if their asylum claim is denied, then they become an illegal immigrant, and then they have to be deported. How the hell do you do that? I don't I mean, know. this is a lot of people. <laughs> we couldn't I, find them before. How well, are we going to keep track of this mess? I think that what they might be thinking is that whatever whatever agreement that Congress can come to on immigration would have to have a blanket um, amnesty for all the people who are here at that time. So what they'll do is they'll just wave the magic wand and say, okay, all these people can stay. But now this is the new policy going forward. But I mean, we've done that three times already. Yeah, and I, but I think that that's what they're thinking will be the case with this. I mean, this is a lot of people. And I mean, they, what, what is their status going to be? Are they, are they going to be allowed to vote? Did we just import millions and millions of Democrats? I don't know that it necessarily is the case. I mean, I know that people think that that's, you know, the idea is that these folks that come in will all vote Democrat. I don't know if that's necessarily the case. A lot of people that come from these places are are conservative-minded people. And maybe that's true. But, I mean, just will they be voters? Will they they have all the, all of the... You know all the benefits of of a of a natural born citizen or somebody who's worked here for their whole life. I mean, you know, we used to we used to delay um, people as they came into the country so they could acclimate and 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 become part of our society. And we used to deliberately disperse them so they wouldn't be in groups with you know they they had to acclimate. Now we we've, we've we're creating villages of people who are never going to have to speak the language. They're all they're all going to be together, and it's well. It, I, don't, I don't. I don't agree with taking them and, and forcing them to be separate from other people of their own culture. I think first of all, you should no, be allowed no, no, to live no. wherever you want. You right, but but there, there, there's a there's a there's a method to helping people to become Americans, and it's not just creating a new country within a country. But there's also something to be said for feeling comfortable in your neighborhood and with who your neighbors are and that, you know, being around folks that you might have known from where you lived before or, you know, that you have a connection to makes it a lot easier to stay here and acclimate too. I guess it may, but it also makes it more comfortable for you to not, not, not assimilate. And that's not a good thing. Well, I mean, that's the great thing about living in a free country. You don't have to assimilate. No, you don't, but it doesn't make for a great country. Well, I think we might disagree there a little bit, but thank you for the call. Yeah. You have a good day. Have a good, yeah, you too. Bye. And uh, 508-996-0500, you are here. You are next on WBSM. 
What's shaking, Playboy? What's going on, Lamone? I got full phone line, so I can only give you a couple minutes here. I heard, I, I heard, I heard. Okay, so um, uh, you know we're uh, I'd like to say like you know that there's you remember like you remember like two, in twenty twenty one the Baltimore Orioles had went, went, went lost one hundred and ten games. Mm-hmm. So beginning back uh, when they had uh, they they were in town just playing against the the stars. I'm I'm in the area fifty one here. In, in preseason, and I was talking to them, a whole bunch of them, and I said, I'd like to give you guys something to look forward to, give you a little something as a, a, a little, look, little something as to give you strength to go on. And, and, I, and I played the song off my phone, uh, and, it was, and it was, things could only get better. And, and, and it's true. And look, they're, they're like, they won 101 games, and they're in first place in, in the East right now. So they're, and they're, they're starting playoff games tomorrow or today. Lamona, so are, they, they where are you right that. now? What's what's going on with your phone? Uh, is, is that better? Is That's that better. better. Yeah, it was like it was yeah. phasing on us. It sounded really weird. I'm up, I'm back up on the pole. Okay, pole, pole again. So trying to call you. Not that kind of pole, people. He has to climb the phone pole to be able to make the phone call. Like like in Green Acres, in case anyone <laughs> remember. So you know, them, them younglings out there. So, um, so there's going to be like a few, all right, a few different concerts going to be coming here. They're, I'm going to go see uh, Friday. I'm going to go see see um, Kenny Loggins. Is the last. Is, he's retiring after this tour. So you might guys might want to get out there, Kenny Loggins. So you what you're saying is show. this is it? Yeah, that's it. That's it. this is it. That's the thing. This is it. That's like you know, Michael Jackson said the same thing, but he made a movie then of it. So let's go with this. And so um, after, then then that's Friday. Then Saturday, I'm going to see. Uh, uh, I'm either I'm either going to go see see Anita Baker, or um, I might go to the the, the, the reggae fest. They have like uh, Cypress Hill. Ah, the Ragu Festival. Yeah, they're going to have Cypress Hill. They're going to have uh, um, uh, Inner Circle. No Bad Boys. Bad. What you going to do? What you going to do to come see mm-hmm. Bad Boys? Um, and they're going to have them. They're going to have uh, Sean Paul and uh, and uh, Akon, and among other groups, going to be here for the. For the reggae, you know, thing here. Well, but I, and so that's pretty fun. So I, I would, and I know the one thing that I've, uh, I, whenever I come on or or when I go off, a lot of times that song is always coming on, the U2 song. And I'm like, I was going to say something about that a month ago, but no, I didn't get it. Well, sometimes last month, but I didn't get a chance to. But all right, there's going, all right, you were talking about how they do. Yeah, like, about 30, 30 seconds, Simone. All right, talk about people coming here trying to. You know, become American. Mm-hmm. I think that is a great thing. How like how people used to sit and like I want to be even if you get married to a person that's American, you still go and go and try to take steps to become a, citizen, a naturalized citizen. And see, they, 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 those people are proud and they pass that test. So they, I'm the mayor to go and go and state state the pledge of allegiance and stuff like that in, in, in front of people. And they're happy with that. That's something they're very proud of. I know people that have come come over. From other countries, and they—that's one of the proudest things they did. Even though they made businesses and and have big, you know, made lots of money and, and you know left money for their grandchildren, things like that. Yeah. But when I talked to them, they said that's the biggest thing they they were they were proud of becoming American citizen and all the things that America meant. And when, and people look at America. America was a place to be. And right now, I think of all the badness, madness that's going on with, with America is people. Come here, or just the lack of lack of like the fact the lack of God in your household. Like I said, you see these kids without you know you cussing and stuff like that. Oh, it's cute, yeah. But like that's not, I just nothing. I'm gonna hear my kids saying 
and my mother heard me cuss one time when I was 21 years old, and I was cussing somebody, and she came around behind me. I was like, I, I didn't get stole on or anything like that, which I was totally expecting, which I deserved. But I was like, that, that was one, one thing I, I regret my, of, that is my, of my life, you know, with my, my mother and stuff. That's one thing I regret her ever hearing me curse. Sure. Yeah, I'm like I'm not like a lot of other other people, you know, like a lot of other people from other uh, uh, lack of pigment colors. <laughs> All right, we're, get, we're getting off on it right here. All right, no, I got no, to hold you there, Lamone. I got I got some other callers I got to get in. But I'd like, but before the end of the year, I'm gonna give everybody a, a good a good med uh, something good to say every day, every morning. And they'll have something to say all That's year long. That's a good long. plan. Yeah. And so I'm gonna give. And I think that you have but such a beautiful crowd, but bunch of beautiful people out there that are listening. And I really hope things will get better for all you guys. I think it will. And I I appreciate the call, Amon. You have a good time at the Ragu Festival and have good mosh pitting. Um, that's a that's a. Adam Sandler reference for those that don't get it, uh, but that's from the goat. So my brother might be listening, and he will be the only person that laughs at that. 508-996-0500. Let's take another call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Good morning, Tim. Gilly Safiolis. Gilly, how you doing? Good. I was just calling about Melinda called back Friday. Mm -hmm. Okay. I just want to defend what she said. Now, she went on your program. She asked in a roundabout way that... We should, you should extend, which is your program, you do whichever you want. Uh, she, you should extend that time so that your listeners can listen to the counselors telling them, talking to them. And I just want to make a suggestion because a lot of times they don't tell you everything that they're supposed to do. They stretch the imagination. Now, here's a something that I want to ask you, you don't have to do this. If they want extra time, every time she comes on for the past eight months, she has a sidekick one, okay? And it's a half hour, and they're all on the phone. They're not in the studio, right? Mm -hmm. So they're on the phone. So if she wants more time, what I'm suggesting, just tell the other sidekick to get off the phone and let her have her own half hour where people can call in and ask her questions. Well, I, I actually, I keep the second half of Fridays open generally anyway, so that just in case, you know, there's ever a week that Council President Moore says, I'd like to come in and take phone calls like I did before. The difference is now that I'm on earlier, it's a little bit harder for people to come in here and, and do that. But, you know, the door is open for her to want to do that any Friday she wants to. Oh, I understand that, uh, Tim, but... She doesn't have to even get off the phone. Just the other guy getting off, and she still can ask, answer the question. She doesn't have to come in the studio. That's all I'm suggesting. Because, see, they're both home. So if you're going to have an extra half hour with her, she can do it the next time she's on. That's all I'm making a suggestion, because she misrepresents the facts all the time. Well, I'll let you her know. know. I'll let her know that we've got the time available if she wants to to take some phone calls from the listeners again. I don't think I will do phone calls while she's on the phone, just because it doesn't sound good. But uh, if she wants to come in and take phone calls, she's welcome to do you so. What I'm saying, she's she did it from the beginning, where she asked if she can bring somebody on. She's dictating what she wants to do. She's the one that asked me. This is the only way I'm going to come on. No, and that's this. not that's not what happened at all. Which she made that suggestion, and I said I like that idea. Well, no, I could have said I could have said no. We could have the segment be just you, or we're not doing it. No, I understand that it's your show. I'm not trying. I'm just giving you a little 
insight. But she mis- misrepresents the facts all the time. She says things that aren't true. And, we, and the only reason she's upset with me is because I'm probably the only one that ever holds her feet to the fire. You know what I mean? So that's my only problem there. She dictates even with her city councilors. Like I brought up, she has asked everybody by any route to come on in. So there's no harmony on that city council. So that's all. She did, she, if she's asking for more time, she should be able to answer questions. Everybody else that comes in your program, the mayor, everybody takes questions. The sheriff, well, we'll, we'll see if we can get her to come back in and, and do it in studio again. Well, I hope so, so she can at least talk to us. It is election time, people. Decide who you want to listen to. All right. Thank you, Tim. Thank you. Have a good day. Uh, let's see. This is the next one here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Hello, once, twice. All right, I got to hold you there, and I got to take a break. We'll be back in just a few. You can squeeze in a quick call here before the news. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Yes, Tim, if you allow me a minute, um, I want to remind the Bayvon people and the surrounding towns, Saturday morning, 9 o'clock, a peaceful standout in regards to the illegal immigrants they're bringing into our surrounding towns especially for Haven to the seaport in. We want to get the message out. We want to be in control of our towns. And our towns do uh, deserve the respect to these people that are uh, coming in uh, to the, uh, the town so we don't get this thing out of hand. And, and where are you doing that? In front of the seaport in at 9 o'clock. Okay. The seaport in is taking in families from... Uh, Haiti, and we want to send a message to uh, uh, these places that allow uh, that are allowing these illegals to come in to keep our town respectable. We've given these places the licenses to operate. Now it's time to respect us, and let's keep it to a minimum. Oh, okay. What 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 makes you think that they're not going to be respected respectable? Before this gets out of hand, it's been. Uh, documented that we don't know who these people are they're not vetted we don't know what kind of disease they're bringing into our towns it's been documented that crime has gone up once they brought these people in where, where where are these documents and a good example of that is in taunton where the fire department has been overwhelmed the ambulance service has been overwhelmed you can't uh you can't bill these people that comes off the backs of the taxpayers and the police department has been overwhelmed in the, in the town of Dar- uh, Taunton. So, uh, and the same thing goes for Dartmouth. They've had problems out there, too. So we just want to get the message out to the Faven people. They did it in Proposition 2 and a half. We need people to show up peacefully outside to let these owners of these establishments know that, look, we're not going to put up with crime. We've got a nice little town of Faven. We have the seniors. We don't need the cars or the houses to be stopped broken into. Uh, and we got to get the message out there. You're, you're making some really big assumptions there. Well, I'm not making assumptions. I mean, if you go to the record and look at the town of Taunton again, there's no assumption made there. Yeah, I haven't That's seen. It. I haven't seen this overwhelming crime wave that you're talking about here. You haven't you you haven't seen or heard of it in Taunton. No, and as the person who's been writing all the news stories about what goes on in these towns and cities, I think that I would know if it was happening. 
Oh, well, I'm, I'm not going to get in, into a you-know-what contest, a pistol contest. With you. Well, you know what? But, just, just let me remind everybody to just make sure when they go down there, just stay on the sidewalk. Don't get onto the Seaport Inn property because then you'll be trespassing. That, that's, that's, I appreciate that. Just, just a reminder, I, you know, I know people will get emotional. Just, you know, don't get yourself in trouble while you're out there expressing your, your uh, free speech. Yep, I appreciate that, Tim. Thank you. All right, have a good day. Uh, we, we can take more of your calls, 508-996-0500. But right now, it is time to go into the WBSM newsroom with Ariel Dorsey. Florida Congressman Matt Gates is aiming to remove House Speaker Kevin McCarthy from his post. He filed a motion Monday to force a vote to overthrow McCarthy. Speaking to reporters outside the Capitol, the Florida Republican mentioned House Majority Leader Steve Scalise as a potential replacement. The move comes after McCarthy worked with Democrats to pass a short-term funding bill to keep the government open, which conservative members of the conference were opposed to. President Biden's son will appear in federal court on gun charges today. Hunter Biden was indicted on three felony firearm charges last month, including unlawfully possessing a gun as an illegal drug user. The charges come after a prior plea deal to see the gun offenses dismissed fell apart following scrutiny from a federal judge. Biden's attorneys have called the charges illegitimate. He's expected to plead not guilty. A New York girl who went missing during a camping trip two days ago has been found safe. Governor Kathy Hochul confirmed Monday that nine-year-old Charlotte Cena was kidnapped and that her alleged abductor is in custody. Cena went missing Saturday night while on a camping trip with her family in upstate New York. A Philadelphia journalist and advocate is dead after being shot at his home early Monday morning. Police say no arrests have been made in connection with the death of 39-year-old Josh Kruger. Kruger most recently covered issues like LGBTQ rights, HIV, homelessness, and addiction in publications, including the Philadelphia Citizen and the Philadelphia Inquirer. Tesla is reporting lower-than-expected numbers of vehicle deliveries in the third quarter. The company announced Monday that it had delivered just over 435,000 vehicles in the quarter ending September 30th. Wall Street analysts had pre predicted more than 461,000 deliveries. Sunday night's game between the Jets and Chiefs brought in less viewers than last week's Chiefs-Bears game. Both games featured appearances from Taylor Swift, the reported girlfriend of Chiefs tight end Travis Kelsey. Sunday Night Football brought in just over 20 million viewers last night compared to last week's Chiefs game that brought in over 24 million viewers. Boston Sports founder Dave, Dave Portnoy has brought a waterfront estate on Nantucket for $42 million. The sale was reported by the Boston Globe. Portnoy, who founded the popular sports website 20 years ago, says the house is beyond his wildest imaginations. In sports, the Patriots are going to be without a couple of key players for the foreseeable future. According to ESPN, rookie cornerback Christian Gonzalez and veteran linebacker Matthew Judon are both expected to be out indefinitely after getting injured against the Cowboys. Gonzalez injured his shoulder while Judon suffered a lower bicep tender tear. Both are seeking second opinions. New England is tied for last in the AFC East at 1-3 and, and will host the New Orleans Saints Sunday. 
Former Pro Bowl tight end Russ Francis was killed in a plane crash in Lake Placid on Sunday. He was 70. And according to an NTSB spokesperson, Francis rolled hard to the left after takeoff from Lake Placid Airport before crashing. Francis was taken by the New England Patriots in the first round of the 1975 draft. He also spent time with the San Francisco 49ers, where he won a Super Bowl in the 1984 season. The Bruins have dropped each of their last three preseason games. Boston fell 3-1 to the Philadelphia Flyers last night. The Bruins host the Washington Capitals tonight. Now let's take a look at your local forecast with ABC6. With you everybody on this Tuesday morning, starting out with areas of fog. It will be lifting two to three hours after sunrise. A beautiful day is in store with potential record-breaking temperatures heading into around 80 Overnight tonight, once again, a cool night with uh, some clouds. Uh, temperatures won't be as cool as last night. And then tomorrow, once again, we do it all over with warm temperatures and dry conditions. Sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Ceci Del Carmen on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. I'm Ariel Dorsey for WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts with the WBSM app. Tim wants to hear your voice this morning. Even if you can't call in, open up the WBSM app and hit open line to record a voicemail he can play on the air. Now, more Tim here on WBSM. Coming up in the next hour, right after the 8 o'clock news, we're going to be joined by Erin Sylvia. She is the Surrealtor. She's going to join us to talk about some haunted properties and what it's like to, you know, want to buy or sell a haunted home. What do you have to tell people uh, when they ask if a place is haunted or if somebody has been murdered or if somebody's died there? We'll go over all of that with her uh, as the Surrealtor. Get it? She is someone who focuses on what are called stigmatized properties and she shares them out on her social media and talks about them and makes videos. And so she's going to join us to talk about that. Uh, of course, that story came out a couple weeks ago about the probably haunted funeral home that's for sale in Massachusetts. So we'll talk with her about that and more. Uh, and actually last night I was out at Oscars in Dedham. It's a, it's a bar restaurant type place. And then they have a little room in the back that they call the snug and they have different performances and different things that they do back there. And so they had me come and kick off spooky season. And I did a presentation on the Bridgewater triangle and the dead of Dedham. And I got a chance to talk about the Fairbanks house, which is a place I've never been to, to investigate, but I, I hope to get in there and do so. It is the oldest known wood timber house in North America. So it has 
they've used you know, with it, I forget the actual scientific term for it, um, but the tree ring dating, they use that to trace it back to 1637. So this the house has on the chimney 1636, but that's because that's when the land was deeded to the Fairbanks family. They came over from England and uh, and had this home built for them. And so it was actually 1637 that the home was built. And now it's still standing. They've added on to it over the years. In 1904, it became a museum. And it's still owned by the Fairbanks family, but they run it as a museum. And now people can go in there and tour it and learn more about what colonial life was like, those first era, first period homes. And they can see what it would have been like living there. But they also have these things called hex marks throughout the house, which were designed to keep away witches and evil spirits, which is interesting because, you know, we're talking about a time when people were religious but didn't believe in the superstitious stuff, yet here we are seeing these hex marks. Well, there might be something more to it with the family that lived there, the the descendants of the Fairbanks. It was eight generations of Fairbanks that lived in that home, and only Fairbanks have lived in that home. The last Fairbanks that moved out in 1904, Rebecca Fairbanks, is the one who turned it over to make it a museum. So the early, well, the early, late 1700s, early 1800s generation that lived there, including Jason Fairbanks, uh, who in 1801 was accused of murdering the woman that he wanted to marry. She was found with 11 stab wounds, including one in her back and her throat slit. And he went back to her family and said she committed suicide. I don't know about you, but if I was going to, you know, do that, I probably wouldn't stab myself in the back as part of it. But anyway, he was he was uh, arrested, put in jail, escaped jail, was later recaptured, put back in jail, eventually put on trial and hung, hanged rather. He was hanged in front of 10,000 people. And just to give you an idea, there were only 2,000 people living in Dedham at the time. So people were coming from all over to see him hang for the murder of Elizabeth Fales. And supposedly... The spirits that haunt that house go beyond just him, but that those hex marks might have been there because he or his brother Abner, one of the two of them, might have been under demonic influence. So it's a really interesting story, and I'm looking forward into diving into it more. So uh, I'll keep you up to date with what I find out about that. I'll probably try to put up an article at some point this month since it is spooky season, uh, but also... I'll be out there talking at a bunch of different places if you want to come and hear me talk about ghosts over the course of October. I'll try to keep you up to date with all of it because uh, much of it is local. But I can tell you that one week from tomorrow, I will be at the New Bedford Public Library. I'll be presenting Paranormal 101. So if you've always wanted to get into the paranormal but you didn't really understand it, or maybe you don't understand why I'm into it, and you think that it's nuts to believe in this stuff, and you're like, why does he believe in that? Come out and see this Paranormal 101 presentation because I break kind of all that stuff down, and I get into why I look into it, why I think there's something to it, and why I don't necessarily think that ghosts are actually dead people's souls. So we'll get into all of that at Paranormal 101 at the New Bedford Public Library at 7 p.m., on next Wednesday, October 11th. You might want to go over to the library website or stop in the library and make sure that you register. A lot of these libraries that I'm doing this year have already reached out to me and said, we're already at capacity with people that have pre-registered to attend this. Do you mind if we add some more people? I say, hey, put in as many people as you can fit 
because the more people we can get talking about this stuff, the better. So um, I'll, I'll be in West Bridgewater on the 10th. I'll be in Norwell on the 18th. I'll be in Haverhill on the 16th, rather, than Norwell on the 18th. Uh, the 19th, Turner Library in Randolph. The 21st, the 2 p.m. special event at the Westport Public Library. We'll all be talking about haunted properties. You know, you can own a haunted house, but you can't own the legend. Uh, then on the 23rd, I'll be in North Providence. The 24th, I'll be in Bridgewater. The 26th in Sandwich. The 27th in Brockton. The 28th in Holbrook. The 30th in Plymouth. And uh, the 31st, I'll be giving a special presentation at Stonehill College to the Martin Institute over there. So packed schedule. Actually, I had another library reach out to me yesterday, so going to fit them in the schedule somewhere as well. Uh, and then I'll just be out there every night. So come on out and hear me talk about weird stuff and come and say hi and let me know if you listen to the program. I always you know, ask how many people in this room have heard Spooky South Coast before? And usually like two or three hands go up. But this time last night, about half the room had raised their hand. I was like, oh, that's very impressive. And, you know, not on the South Coast, people in, in the Dedham area. So I was uh, happy that the spooky word is getting spread. 508-996-0500. Going to take a break and be back in a few moments. So on Sunday after I finished the Podkawa 5K, I was starving. And I was like, I'm going to go to just another Phoenix and get some breakfast since I'm out early and I can, uh, you know, have time to go sit down and have something to eat. And plus, I really needed to sit down. Um, they were closed. They were closed for the last couple of days for some maintenance. However, they did have, uh, for the weekend, they did have a special that I got to get down there and try. Are you ready for this? Two eggs with bacon, apple, butternut squash hash. I got to get my hands on some of that hash. Lisa, if you're listening, save some for me because that sounds fantastic. I love apple flavors and things. I love butternut squash. Uh, that just sounds absolutely amazing. So that's one of the many things that you can get at Just Another Phoenix. They're located on Fawns Corner Road in North Dartmouth. As I always say, they have a regular breakfast menu like you would find anywhere else, but they also have creative specials. And right now, those specials are focusing on fall flavors. So if you want to try their pumpkin pancakes or any of those things, keep an eye out on their Facebook page. They post the specials up there. They'll also let you know when they're going to be reopening from this uh, from the maintenance that they're, that they're doing. And then get down there and try some of these fall flavors. Because fall, unfortunately, goes by way too quickly. And those flavors tend to go away with it. I would eat pumpkin pancakes all year round. I would eat pumpkin anything all year round. But unfortunately, the rest of the world doesn't agree with me. So get down there and check it out at Just Another Phoenix. They're located on Fawns Corner Road in Dartmouth. Let's uh, go back to the phones. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hi, good morning. How are you? Good, how are you? Good, sir. Um, I, I know you kind of keep up, you do all the news stories you said, and you, you're pretty attuned as to what goes on in the whole surrounding area. Mm -hmm. Has the governor, uh, um, has she disclosed how many migrant families she's taken in to her residence so far? Or To her residence? No. Yeah, well, yeah, she asked the public to do it, so I would imagine she leads by example. And well, you'd, want to do you'd, have, you'd, you'd have to be home to have people come to your home, right? You'd have to well, actually be I, there. I think she has people that, being the governor now, she she has uh, staff there, you know? So I would just imagine she would want to lead by example and do that. I was just curious if there were... I mean, she might, but if she has, I haven't heard about it. Okay, thank you very much. All right, have a good day. 508-996-0500. Good morning, you're next on WBSM. Hello, you're on the air. Okay. 
That must have been Maura Healy's house on the line, but nobody's home. 508-996-0500 if you want to call in. You can also send in app chat messages via the WBSM app if uh, if you want to share some there as well. And, of course, we will have coming up after the 8 o'clock news, Erin Sylvia, the Surrealtor, will be here. We're going to talk about haunted and stigmatized properties. Uh, just a little something fun for October. And I'll be working in some spooky things during the course of the month because why not, right? This is the one time of year I can talk about it that you can't call in and complain. All you talk about is ghosts, Weisberg. No, it's not all I talk about. I also talk about food. Don't forget that part too. But yeah, we uh, we will talk about some different things here because people like that this time of year. You know, I've written a lot of stories about it at WBSM.com and on the app. And obviously this time of year, you can tell who's reading those stories again. But those stories really do well all year long because people are interested in it. And you know why I like the fact that people are interested in it? Because it's mostly about local history. They're learning about local history, and that's what matters. I got to stand in front of a room full of people yesterday, and yeah, I was telling them ghost stories and t- telling them about some of the things that have happened on investigations and shared with them some of the stuff that we've collected. But what I was also telling them about is historic locations right here in Massachusetts that they had never even heard of, that now they all want to go and check out. That they're all going to go and spend three, five, ten, whatever, however much it costs to take the tour. They're going to go there and take the historic tour and they're going to learn something about their local history. I took a couple weeks ago because we're setting up this event and sandwich that I'm doing with the Sandwich Chamber of Commerce. I took a tour of the 1675 Hoxie House. Now, when I lived in Sandwich, I didn't go to the Hoxie House. I drove by it a bunch of times, never went inside. I think it was five bucks for the tour. And I learned so much in just the hour or so that I was in there. And to be in a place from 1675, you don't get that opportunity every day. So get out there and support your local heritage museums. Even if you're not interested in the ghosts and all that part of it, get out there and just give them a couple of bucks, learn your local history, and spread the word. It's it's really something that we want to make sure that we hang on to. Speaking of hang on, I want you to hang on with me. I'll be back after my final break of this. Up. All right, let's go back. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.